Welcome to Inside the Mind. My name's Drew Fitzgerald, here to bring you coverage of all things Charlotte 49ers. Merry Biff Miss Niners. What a week it has been for Charlotte football in the transfer portal. The Niners have managed to land the two highest recruits in school history in four-star transfer Demond Clowney a defensive edge from Old Miss, and Catron Evans, a four-star defensive lineman from Jackson State. If Demond Clowney's name sounds familiar, it's because it is. Demond is the cousin of Cleveland Browns star and South Carolina legend Jadavion Clowney, known infamously in the college football world for his viral hit and forced fumble on Michigan's Vincent Smith in the 2013 Outback Bowl. The Niners have also managed to land two massive pieces on the offensive line. P.J. Wilkins, standing at a staggering 6'7", 335 pounds. He's a three-star offensive lineman from St. Francis Academy. And they've also managed to add Colorado transfer Austin Johnson, a 6'4", 300-pound sophomore who started seven games at Colorado. Johnson is now reunited with his Colorado offensive line coach, Kyle Devan. And the recruits keep coming. The Niners also managed to add wide receiver Andrew Jacobs, a transfer from South Dakota and former alum of St. Francis Academy. They also had a commit of Lakota Dupree, a 6'3", 240-pound tight end from German, Pennsylvania. There are many more recruits to come for the Niners, but talent-wise, this team is shaping up to compete at the top of the American Conference. There are many questions yet to be answered about the number of transfers and recruits pouring in from St. Francis Academy. It could be good, it could be bad, we'll have to see when they hit the field next fall. As far for coaching, Poji has named Rod Ojong as Charlotte's new defensive backs coach. Ojong hails from Buffalo, a team that leads the MAC Conference in interceptions and ranks 5th nationally in turnovers caused. The 49ers also have a new passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach in Mike Hartline. Hartline hails from Auburn in his role as an offensive analyst. That concludes our update of Charlotte football and their recruiting and transfer portal news. Now we're going to transition to Charlotte basketball. The Niners entered Ocean First Bank Center in West Long Branch, New Jersey today, fresh off a four-game win streak. Two of those games at Davidson and at home against Detroit Mercy concluded as overtime thrillers. The Niners are having a monumental season so far with a 9-2 record and are 5-0 in Halton Arena for the first time since 2013. The 49ers squared off against the struggling 1-10 Monmouth Hawks, a young rotation who are entering their first year in the Colonial Athletic Conference. The Hawks were upset in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference Championship game last year after a 21-12 season to the 2022 NCAA Tournament Cinderella, the St. Peter's Peacocks. The Peacocks would go on to shock the country week by week, eventually coming back down to earth against the UNC Tar Heels in the Elite Eight. Meanwhile, the Hawks had seven players graduate and were left to pick up the pieces of what was supposed to be their championship season. The game was even between teams for the first minute, then the 49ers pulled away on a 10-2 scoring run and never looked back. At the half, the Niners led 35-18, and after the half, the game was all but over. The Niners increased their lead to 20, then 30, and at the final buzzer, Charlotte had won 80-46, resulting in Monmouth's worst home loss in 12 years since falling to number 8 Villanova in 2010. Jackson Threadgill led the Niners with 14 points and made 6 of 7 from the field, including two threes. The senior, Josh Aldridge, came off the bench and contributed significantly to the Niners' win, with 10 points and 5 rebounds. 
Bryce Williams, Charlotte's offensive spark, had 10 points, and Igor Milicic had 8 points and 6 rebounds. The lopsided game additionally provided some Charlotte bench players more minutes to display their skills. Freshman Nick Graves played lights out, drilling two three-pointers and a jumper in 11 minutes of court time, finishing with a career high of 8 points. Of the 9 shots he has taken this year, he has only missed 2, and proved to be a solid option to create points for the Niners in the near future. Sophomore role player Isaiah Folks continued to be reliable for the Niners, shooting 100% from the field, putting up 6 points, 2 assists, and 2 boards. Freshman Dalen Berry put up 6 points and had a rebound. It's evident not only from their play, but from the box score, that any starter or bench role player is willing to step up and contribute offensively, whether it be Threadgill, Patterson, Khalifa, or Williams. Equal touches have notoriously led to wins. When the Niners fail to spread the ball around, it can lead to games like the Detroit Mercy loss, where Lakai Patterson only attempted one field goal and the team shot 34% from the field. In comparison to Charlotte's 58% field goal rating, 44% from behind the arc. The Hawks shot 34% from the field and an abysmal 12% from three. Junior Miles Ruth was the only Monmouth player in double digits with 16 points. Six of those points coming from the free throw line. The Niners will enter conference play next week in Birmingham, Alabama against the defending CUSA tournament champions, the UAB Blazers. The Blazers fell to American Conference powerhouse Houston in the first round of the NCAA tournament last year. Houston would later sail all the way to the Elite Eight where they would be defeated by Villanova. This will be a real test for the Niners. The Blazers are led by star senior, Jelly Fam member, and 2022 CUSA Player of the Year, Jordan Walker. Averaging 25 points, 5 assists, and 2 rebounds a game, Walker is expected to be a future NBA pick for UAB. Oh, (laughs) and I forgot to mention, he leads the Division I in points per game. And right behind him is Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy, someone the Charlotte defense became well acquainted with after two remarkable performances, one including a 36-point game and an overtime loss for the Titans in Halton Arena. The Blazers have key wins over two SEC schools by double digits, Georgia and South Carolina, and they're seeking another conference championship this year and another NCAA tournament bid. Looking out at the Conference USA, there are many other teams besides UAB and Charlotte with the opportunity to run the table, including Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Western Kentucky, Rice, and Middle Tennessee. Five of those teams, including Charlotte, will introduce themselves in the American Athletic Conference next year. If you're planning to watch the game, it will be next Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN+. I just wanted to take the moment to thank everybody who has listened to the podcast or who's following the podcast, who has told their friend about the podcast. Please spread the word about this to all the Charlotte alumni and students. You know, I really want everybody uh, who's a fan of the team, or even if you're not a fan of the team, to listen to this podcast. We've had overwhelming support last week uh, at the release of the trailer in the first episode. So I just wanted to thank everybody. It just really means a lot to me. And I'll continue to keep producing content for you guys every week, uh, updating you about, uh, you know, what's happening in the world of Biff Pogey and Charlotte basketball, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, So thank you all so much. In the next episode, we'll talk recruiting news, transfer portal news, and a recap of Charlotte's game against the UAB Blazers. We'll also prepare for Charlotte's upcoming game against Middle Tennessee State. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Inside the Mind. Hit that follow button to stay updated on all things Niner Nation. You can find me on Twitter at InsideTheMind49 and on Instagram at Drew underscore Fitzgerald. As always, picks up and roll Niners.